So, we've talked about adults. What about youth? My next topic is mental health and trans youth undergoing transition. It was found by Veal et al. that 14 to 18 year old trans youth show mental health that is about one standard deviation worse than that of cisgender same aged peers and are at a five-fold increased risk of having clinically significant disorders. Shifting older, the situation is even worse for 19 to 25-year-old trans folks, showing two standard deviations worse outcomes on mental health scores in comparison to binary trans youth, non-binary youth tended to have even worse overall mental health and a higher incidence of self-harm. These mental health disparities are greater than those experienced by gay, lesbian, and bisexual youth. A further note, there was little general mental health difference found between the two age groups, suggesting that it does not necessarily get better after high school, a well-disseminated false encouragement that ought not to be perpetuated. Among trans folks assigned female at birth, chest dysphoria is separate from gender dysphoria and independently predicts mental health. Transgender clients are significantly more likely to self-refer to mental health services than are cisgender clients. Non-binary clients are also more likely to self-refer than are gender-conforming clients who are either cis or trans. There's evidence that such disclosure can interfere with access to transition services. Good mental health care of trans youth requires all five ontological capacities. Curiosity, competence, compassion, correspondence. First, curiosity enters into paying attention for signs that someone is trans and that they are having mental health struggles. The burden for seeking care currently resides with the recipient in this area, with them having to come out as a member of first one group than the other. Curiosity on the part of the nurse can help to mitigate this burden and provide care sooner. Second, this group requires competence. They are at a high risk for negative outcomes, including suicide, and need high-quality intervention to reduce these risks. Next is compassion. This is a high-risk group who, as individuals, are very likely to face challenges to living authentically, including stigma, lack of needed social support, and internalized transphobia. As such, we as nurses can make a profound difference by showing them the compassion we hope they are eventually able to show themselves. Then there's correspondence, in which it is important for the nurse to be constantly in conversation with the research, learning how best to provide care to up-to-date standards. Finally, collaboration can greatly benefit these individuals. Each trans person is the expert on their own mental state and physical needs. The nurse can best provide care by collaborating with them on the development of an individualized care plan and implementation thereof.